Welcome one, welcome all, to the cup of Joe and Jimmy Ball. Please sit back and relax on this warm summer's day, as many, many sports takes come your way. Hey guys, how's it going? Jimmy, how you doing? I'm doing good, I'm a college graduate. Congratulations, you're not actually it, you graduate on Saturday. You never know what can happen, trust me. I joined the unemployed ranks. Yes, welcome, welcome. Luke, you still in the unemployed ranks with me? I am, I'm a college, college graduate too though. Yeah. Feels good. Yeah, feels good, yeah. <laughs> Luke and I just graduated, and uh, we're, I think we're going to start the job hunt. We're going to take a little time off and then start the job hunting process. But yeah, welcome guys to that a couple- That is not true if you guys, if you guys don't know, it's, it's not true. We're graduating, are you graduating Saturday with Jimmy and I? Luke? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, guys, we got a good show. You know what? Actually, no. This might not be a good show. And so here's the warning. You have until the intro music plays to get out. Get out while you can. Turn off the show if you don't want to listen to a bunch of garbage for 45 minutes. But if you want to take your chance and listen, keep on playing. But I'll give you the rundown, then you can decide. We're talking NFL Draft. Recapping NFL Draft. What happened? Winners? Losers? Mistakes? Who knows? Then NBA Playoffs. Second round is about to begin. Actually, it's begun for some people already. What the heck's going on there? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about that. And then finally, uh, we're going we're gonna to recap some of our cold takes that we've had. The show's been going on long enough, and we've made enough mistakes with our picks that we are going to uh, let you guys know how much we've really screwed up in our predictions. That's the poop show we've got for you guys. Last warning, turn it off now, because once the music plays, you can't get out. Jimmy, roll it. Okay, looks like you stuck with us. Thank you, and good luck. But before we get into that sports talk, it is time for What Burns My Biscuits. Today, Jimmy was hungry, so I went ahead and put the biscuits in the oven. They came out burned. What did I do wrong? I don't know. Let's see what burns Jimmy's biscuits. I don't even know if what you just said makes sense about what we do here. Go. You want to know what also burns my biscuits for the 11th episode? Yes. If I'm sitting, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not sitting. I might be standing. And I'm with a group of people and there's a picture being taken. You're probably making a lot of noise with that. I'm wiping up the sweat of my hands that is uh, perspiring on this table. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get us back on track. I'm in a group and we're taking pictures. The person taking the pictures takes a few pictures. We're all smiling. We're all having a good time. Maybe a couple different poses. And then comes... This this old sentence, do a funny pose. Uh-huh. What's that mean? That's, That's a great a question. Dude. question. What does a funny pose mean? And I don't know if I'm alone with this. Maybe you guys agree with me a little bit. And I know that this might uh, come as a shocker to a lot of people that uh, people don't enjoy this because pretty much everyone's done this when taking a picture. Said do a funny pose, but I just don't know what to do. The, 
there's nothing in my mind that can actually be funny in a pose that I'll do. And, you know, it sounds terrible, but I think the first pose I go to when I do one of these kind of things is res- is resorts to killing people. It's true. I'll, I, I'll choke. I'll like do like a choking motion. And what's true. I don't know what that says about me as a person, but that's not a funny pose. No, no. What about you guys? Do you guys have a funny pose? Do you, do you like it when people say do a funny pose for a picture? Jimmy, I don't even like it when people say take a picture. There you go. So you're already starting behind. So when they then when they go with the funny pose, yeah, I despise it. And I would say that I have been a little scarred by what your go-to funny pose is. I've seen pictures of you as a young child positioning your hand in the shape of a gun and putting it to yeah. another child's head. Yeah, I'm not a killer. That's not funny. I would never harm any human being, but why why is that my funny pose? Uh my go-to funny poses can also be very um what's the word I'm looking for? Offensive. offensive yes offensive is it some so it's it's either offensive or offensive like no that's that's offensive pass interference but it's it's i think it's the same words it's it's, it's i think it's offensive is how you're supposed to pronounce it we just don't but anyway can be very offensive um i resort to crossing my eyes and looking just bewildered and confused in a way that does not shed a good light on me and my peers yeah there's nothing funny about that. You can take that as as you will and try to guess the pose I'm doing, but that's it's it's odd and yeah, it's hurtful. Yeah, there's there's nothing funny about it, but apparently that's what we think of when I think of a funny pose. And you're not the only one that does that. A lot of people do that. Luke, what's your funny pose? Yeah, my go-to funny pose is probably just the classic bunny ears or whatever you call yeah. it. Well, gets, gets a couple of laughs after class, the class. I've actually never laughed when someone does one ears. Yeah, and then I just move on <laughs> yeah. with my day. I just try yeah. and appease the person that's asking for it. And right, and it's usually a mom that's asking, okay, now strike a funny pose. And what I yeah. want to do is strike the the camera out of their hands. Pe- people might start like really touching on each other and getting, you know. Uh, it's a little provocative. Yeah, really provocative with yeah. each other. Yeah. Like we don't, that's not, what's funny about that? There's uh, nothing funny. Yeah, they start grabbing other people's body parts. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's inappropriate. Yeah. What's so funny about bunny ears in the, behind your head? Or they, they'll, pick their, they'll pick their nose. It's like picking your nose is a natural thing to yeah. do. It's not sometimes funny. It's, sometimes it's really up there and there's right. no other way to get it but your finger. You know what's you know what's the funny pose? That smile you did before. Yeah. Do that again. What about when the person taking the picture says, oh, act like you like each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh, God. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we hate being with each other. Or the... Okay, wherever you're at, say you're at SeaWorld. Okay, say SeaWorld, and everyone, yeah, the sea picture World. ends up looking, everyone's blowing bubbles. Yeah. There, I could like be a, there could be a lot of things with pictures, I guess, that burn our biscuit. But yeah, do a funny pose. Don't Strike like it. Strike a funny pose. Hate it. Love it. Hate it. Love Hate it some it, more. Love it. Okay, Jim. On a scale of controversial, that was probably a one out of ten. But oh hey, yeah, hey, definitely. No, which most of your guys have been one no, out of tens the whole way through. That's controversial. There's so many people. I have. That, to, there's so many people out there that say do a funny pose. Yeah, moms who don't listen to the show, except for our mom. I think moms is probably the majority of our listeners. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I, I mean, I always have to pick up the slack with the controversial stuff. So in a, in two weeks, it'll be me again, and I'm I'm coming with something I, hard. I thought this was my first could pretty be, controversial could one. Could be a little went, political. Could be about a, a war. It's not about a war. You're not, you're I not got after people about a war. on Facebook a little bit. Some people I had in mind, actually, my last one, I think, didn't I? Yeah. Yes, you did. You had specific people in mind. Jimmy, you don't. I thought people would not like this. Jimmy, if you have a specific person in mind, name them now. I'm not going to say because... Name them. It's my girlfriend. Oh! She does that. She said do a funny pose. Oh! Probably all my relatives. Yeah, I guess it is. Okay. Moms. Yeah. 
Lindsay, uh, my girlfriend, she, she does the classic, okay, now do something different. Do something different. There's nothing different. I mean, it's a picture. It's I, a picture. I have my arm around you and we're smiling. What do you want me to do something should different? Should we go me- to a different location? Should I, sh- should you get a new boyfriend? That'll be different. <laughs> That's where it's leading to if I get that, that question asked one more time. That would be different. Just just kidding, Lindsay. Sorry. I, I very much dislike the, uh, I'll put it in quotes, the candid photos. Oh my gosh, that's not candy whatsoever. Can that be next week? You might week? need to Burn save that for yeah, next week. Oh, Could I go will on. go off on that. I, I didn't. I don't know. Why I didn't think of that one. Yeah, I'm laughing at my waffle. Yeah, just it. I and when you, if you have ever seen it in person, when someone, when oh, someone it's the says, most awkward thing. Give me a laugh. Give me a laugh. This will be good. And everyone does it. Oh, you oh. just drilled the mic. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows that those are fake now. But oh my gosh. Do it. Man. That's tough to watch, that's for sure. That is definitely next week. And, we, and, and everyone knows when you're posting it that it wasn't actually in the moment. It's, it, I cannot watch when someone says, now now guys laugh at me, laugh at me. I can't watch. It makes me sweat. <sighs> I'm usually laughing because I just ripped one. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like when people are laughing, that they just rip one. Everyone's laughing at their stench <laughs> of gas as they're eating their waffles. Wait, where did the waffles come from? I'm just thinking of people when they're they're it's they're at breakfast and they're laughing, looking oh, yeah. down at their pancakes. Yeah. It's like what? what's so funny about that? When pancakes? I'm eating my pancakes, I got game face on. Yeah. So pancakes and waffles? Yeah, I'm actually okay. more of a waffle guy. That could be also next week. Waffle or pancakes. I like biscuits, but not when they're burned. Yours are, and now mine are too. I like it. I love it. Play it. Hit it. Go. Um, okay. We already played it and hit it. We did. And now we're on to the next hole. And the next hole is sports content, and we're going to start with NFL Draft, but first a word from our sponsors. You guys, this next segment is brought to you by Marvel Avengers Infinity War. Half the time, I wasn't sure what character I was looking at. Infinity War. Okay, guys, NFL Draft. That happened. Finished up on Saturday. Um, lot, A lot we can talk about here, but let's start with, I would say, the biggest moment happened with the first pick with the Cleveland Browns selecting Baker Mayfield. Guys, I've said this before. I hate the question, thoughts. What are your thoughts on the Browns going with Baker over Rosen, Allen, Darnold? You know, as I've sat on it more, I think the pick makes sense for them. You know, I, as you know, I've said Sam Darnold, I thought was the best quarterback in the draft and would be the one that they would take. You know, the Browns looked at Baker they put his frame aside, maybe his arm strength aside, like all pretty pretty good, not ter- not like elite um, arm strength or size, but they took put that all aside and they looked at, let's get us a guy who can win games. And if you compare Baker Mayfield to a Sam Darnold or a Josh Rosen, yeah, he might not look like your prototypical NFL quarterback, but the man knows how to win games. You know, he's passionate, uh, he's a leader, and I think that may be where some worry came with Josh Rosen. He seems more kind of just like a laid-back guy. Um, Sam Donald's a good leader. Josh Allen's a good leader. But, you know, Baker's just a leader. He's a winner. And I think that's what the Browns really, really wanted in the end. I hate it. Hate the pick. You say leader, winner, gamer. That's Tim Tebow. I wouldn't have selected Tim Tebow with the first pick. Yeah, but... Baker Mayfield's a lot better of a thrower than Tim Tebow. The Browns found a way to screw up their first pick of the NFL draft. And this could go down as the worst draft pick in NFL history. It could also go down as the best pick in draft history. The worst 
draft pick in NFL it history. It could. No, it could because, not. Yes, because they... No. Worst, worst draft pick in NFL history. You, it, you is can't who? get worse than like Jamarcus Russell. Jimmy, when you have the pick of the litter with Allen, Rosen, Darnold, and you go with a guy that was projected to be the last of the four taken, that, that I mean... In that, and if that turns out to not be the right pick, that they turn into a that's a laughing stock, that's a joke, that is a typical Browns thing to do if it doesn't work out. They found they we always said Browns find ways to screw up drafts. I didn't think they could do it this year, and they might end up doing it again. I, I just don't see how Baker. I mean, I get I know they have their scouts and they are looking for their things, but I don't see how picking Baker Mayfield is the safer bet over the other three guys. Like it, it's. It's a lot safer because those guys have they haven't won games like Baker has. They haven't been at the level that Baker has game wise and where he's been able to take his team. Sam Darnold won a Rose Bowl. Okay. People have won games that he has, and people have higher ceilings than Baker Mayfield has. And they didn't go with that. And Baker Mayfield also has lower lows than some of those guys. So I I re- I, I don't like the pick. I'm not saying Baker Mayfield's not a good quarterback. I'm not saying that at all. He was gonna be a first round pick. But to be the first pick taken in the draft by a team that desperately needs a quarterback at this time, I mean, I guess, I mean, don't don't the Browns have Tyrod Taylor? Like, Baker Mayfield's Tyrod Taylor. Why not get someone different? Get a different style quarterback? I mean, I don't know. I just feel like they screwed it up. Luke, you have any thoughts on it? I'm not totally in love with it, but from a certain perspective, I understand it. I think the Browns have gone with a safe-ish pick at quarterback in their last couple drafts. They, I think they're afraid to make a mistake. They didn't want to take a chance on a guy like Carson Wentz. They didn't want to take a chance on Deshaun Watson, so they settle for a guy like Deshaun Kaiser uh, somewhere later in the round where they feel like they can't make a huge mistake and look like fools like they normally have. And I think they kind of put all that aside this year and stacked the quarterbacks up. And so let's just get a guy that can come in here, be an accurate thrower of the football, be a leader, be a guy that someone, the team can rally around. I don't know. The more and more I think about it, the more I like it. I like, I just like it as a fit for them. I don't know if I, I personally would have taken Sam Darnold, but not. I don't think I would have taken Sam Darnold for the Cleveland Browns. I think and it's it's such a small thing and it's funny, but like his hand size obviously is something talked about a lot, and he threw a lot of interceptions, and so the the Browns might have been turned off by that. I don't know. I I think John Dorsey has drafted some some decent quarterbacks um, in his tenure, so um, I I want the Browns to prove me wrong. I'm not expecting Baker. I think to, we all do. I'm not expecting Baker to you know take them to the Super Bowl or playoffs immediately, obviously, but. I, I'm excited to see them prove to me that that was the right pick for them. And Joe, it's not like this is some like risk, really risky pick that's like out of the blue that those quarterbacks were so above Baker. Like, yeah, obviously, like I'm guilty of saying that Sam Darnold was better, but Baker just won the Heisman. I, well, Elite player. Lamar Jackson won the Heisman two years ago. We were never talking about him being a first round pick. Yeah, yeah. Winning the Heisman in the co- college football. Can, and, to the NFL means nothing when it comes to style of quarterback. I know. I'm just saying you can't just you can't just write off. I'm not that. writing him off. He was the but he was projected. I mean, they were thinking he was going to follow the Dolphins at 11. I it's a it was a huge shock to me, and it's just like it's such a Browns thing to do. And like Luke said, I hope they prove me wrong. But from what I've seen in the past with the Browns, they don't get draft picks right, and this seems like the most wrong pick for them at the time. 
So I hope for once they get it right and we get it wrong as fans. Not fans of the Browns, just fans of the game. And the Browns are doing a lot of right things. I think they still had a very good draft. But, yeah, I I, I don't know. I think for the first time, I mean, obviously, I, would you guys think that Tyrod's going to start partly early? Yeah, I think every single one of these quarterbacks won't start. Well, whenever whenever Baker does take the reins, which I assume will be probably in the first four or five games. Uh, before halfway through the season, yeah. This is one of the first times I think a quarterback for the Browns is going to have some weapons. I mean, oh, just, yeah, for Just to sure. take you a few through a few of them, I mean, you got Josh Gordon and Joku at tight end. They got Jarvis in the slot and Corey Coleman as well. And also they drafted Nick Chubb. Right. And they have Carlos Hyde, which they acquired, and they right. still have Duke Johnson. Right. Duke Johnson. And also, I know this isn't quite completely fair, but I can't help looking at Baker Mayfield and thinking Johnny Manziel. And so it's just like, it's weird to me. The whole situation's kind of weird. And it's like, Johnny, they failed with Johnny Manziel, so why go with another guy similar kind of style? But I don't know. Yeah, um, so that was, that was some good Cleveland Browns talk. I think we're going to get into some uh, discussion about Josh Allen and his uh, his antics, I'll call it that. Joe, do you have some thoughts on that? I do, I do. A lot of people are asking, should Josh Allen be held accountable for something he said in high school? Listen, we've all said things, maybe even posted things that uh, we wish we didn't back in high school. But to say that Josh Allen didn't know what he was doing or what he was saying is ridiculous. The kid was 16 years old. At 16 years old, you know what the N-word is. You know what derogatory terms. You know what racism is. You know all of that. And the fact that his tweets and his posts and his messages were not just quoting lyrics or something like that. He was in arguments with other people and calling them certain names. So I think he does need to be held accountable. And I think, honestly... I know it happened a long time ago, but if I'm Josh Allen, I'm going to address it with the locker room and say, listen, that was stupid. I was young. I was dumb. And I regret it completely. And broke. Yes. And I regret it completely. And address it and move on. He He's probably a completely different person now. I believe that. But to say that he didn't know what he was doing and let's just forget it is wrong because at that age, you know what you're doing, you know what you're saying, and you knew it was wrong. And at the time, he obviously had thoughts that were racist, like, you don't take the time to tweet something out in an argument with someone and call them a certain name. And then, yeah, so you don't want to, uh, yeah, you don't take the time to tweet and to write out these posts and send them and you don't know what you're doing. Like, you know exactly what you're doing, what you're thinking. And also what was odd to me is like the fact that apparently other teams didn't know about this. I really find that hard to believe. Every single team hires FBI investigators to look into these picks. And so I think anyone that was interested in drafting Josh Allen knew about these tweets. So I didn't really think it draft. uh, I don't think it affected his draft stock. I think it'd be smart for him for whatever locker room he goes into to just uh, get in front of the guys and apologize and say that's not who he is anymore. Um, so I definitely hold him accountable, but this is a new stage of life. He is years older now, out of college, so we, we can move on, but he needs to address it first. Yeah, I think all of us, if we look back on some form of social media that we have, there's been stuff in the past we posted where we're like, ah, like, that was stupid. Why not me. No, not like bad stuff. But like it was like, what was that? Was, that's not even really oh, funny yeah. now. Right, like it's kind of embarrassing. But yeah, but nothing like that. Like that's like another level of. That's not about being like young and immature. That's about being straight up disrespectful and racist. Yeah, racist and inconsiderate and comments like, "If it ain't white, it ain't right." That's not just like yeah. something you look back on, like, "Ah, oh, just a stupid kid." That's something that's a really wrong thing to say. And I agree. He's gonna. It's tough. You're coming in as a rookie. 
and you're already behind the eight ball. These these teammates are looking at you about these racist comments, and it doesn't look good. And you're gonna have to get them on your side because you're supposed to be the leader in that locker room. So it's gonna take a very sincere apology and probably a long talk. On a little bit of a lighter subject, this is kind of like a mid-show burns my biscuits. But I was doing some research on uh, some draft grade draft grades for some teams, and it seems like every time I come across the Patriots, it's just A's across the board and. What's frustrating for me is like they're just saying like oh like the Patriots have drafted ball well in the past you know they they probably know what they're doing let's just give them an A right it's like how about we actually evaluate what they did and did they get you know guys that they need or you know whatever I, I mean I thought they had like just looking at the, their draft I thought they had a mediocre draft at best right yeah they're just looking at the Patriots and assuming well it's the Patriots they know what they're doing so I guess that's an A Bill Belichick always gets an A but they deserve that they've done it in the past they always. They always seem to get that one play where you're like, how in the world did he fall to the Patriots? Yeah, but that wasn't this year. This year, we're like, ah, they didn't really fall to the Patriots. I don't think I heard Danny Etling's name mentioned for about the last six months. Right. And then they draft him. It's like, oh, man, they're going to turn him. Oh, yeah, what a stud. Yeah. yeah. That really grinds my gears. Anyways. Yeah, me too. Um, I thought the Florida teams had pretty good drafts. Joe, I, I know you wanted to talk about the Bucks a little bit. Yeah. The, the Buccaneers did an interesting thing. I thought they were having a very good draft when they – uh, it was time for them to pick, and Derwin James was on the board, and they needed uh, they need help at safety and at the defensive back position. They traded back, and so when it came up to their trade again, Derwin James is still on the board, so I was like, man, the Bucks just got stuff out of that trade, and their guy is still there. They then went and drafted, drafted Vita Vea, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, at uh, defensive tackle, which was very interesting to me because A... They didn't need too much help at the defensive line. I mean, don't they? They have Gerald McCoy, correct? Yeah, and they who is like the same player as Vita Vea. They acquired Jason Pierre-Paul too. This, yes, this offseason. And they are in desperate help at the corner position, and you have, or in at the corner safety whatever position, and you have Derwin James, who could end up being a Hall of Famer one day, for all we know, available. And they pass on him. That was when I was like, well, the Bucks screwed that one up. Jimmy, was there any? Was there any team that stood out to you that you thought had a really good draft? Well, first I'll just go over what the Dolphins did, um, in case we got any Dolphins fans listening. A lot of it was kind of the positions we expected, uh, focusing on linebacker, needed some tight end, no defensive lineman, which was surprising, and taking Minka Fitzpatrick in the first round. So pretty good draft by the Dolphins, I think. The only questionable one was taking a second tight end, uh, the guy from Notre Dame. Interesting after you had already taken the Penn State tight end, who should be a good player. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where the Dolphins stand. I don't know. I don't know if I have a team that won the draft. In my opinion, I think it was very interesting though. The Rams. Uh, what was that? What was that round that they had like seven picks in? They had like six seventh round picks. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, they pretty much had it. Was it like a? It's like a fourth, almost a fourth of all the last all, yeah, all the last pretty- round. The, the Rams have been winning a lot recently in the offseason. I mean, with their trades and with the draft. And they, I mean, I'm excited to see the Rams play. Yeah, they were a team that was under the radar for a while, young. And I always question the Jared Goff draft, but that's that's been uh, working out pretty much in their favor. He's been a good quarterback. Seeing they're going to have a lot of young guys on this team after all those draft picks. Yeah, I'll, I'll mention the Jaguars since you guys talked about the Dolphins and the Bucks. Um, I thought they had a really good draft. They. Um, addressed some areas of need and got better at positions they were already good at. Took Taven Byron from Florida, got him a decent defensive tackle. 
And uh, I like the uh, DJ Shark pick from LSU. Um, they really needed receivers. But I think my overall winner from the draft was the uh, Indianapolis Colts. I think these guys realized that uh, the more Andrew Luck is playing for them, the better off they're going to be. And they, their offensive line got a lot better. I, you know, we've talked about Quentin Nelson, I feel like. Are you serious, Jimmy? <laughs> I don't know where it's coming from. Jimmy, shut it off! No, Chewy. Sorry, Luke. Go, keep going. <laughs> Anyways, I know it's not that exciting, but they they got Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame guard. He's going to start right away. Goat. And they got Braden Smith from Auburn. He's probably going to start right away as well. So it's not exciting, but I think they got better, and I think the Colts are going to be uh, in playoff contention here pretty soon. Yeah, interesting with the Colts that they, like you said, they are building around Andrew Luck, and I, I feel like I'm alone in this. But I am extremely worried about Andrew Luck and that shoulder. But clearly the Colts aren't, and they're loading up to build around their franchise quarterback, who I hope gets healthy soon, because that shoulder injury, that it's weird. I mean, he's still not right. It's been like two years. Speaking of quarterbacks, I will say the Arizona Cardinals had a pretty good draft, and they absolutely broke my heart when I thought that Josh Rosen could potentially slip to the Dolphins. Uh, they had the pick right after the Raiders and the Raiders traded the pick to the Cardinals. I knew it was going to happen. They are going to take Rosen. Took Rosen. Not that we, we desperately need a quarterback, but Rosen as your backup quarterback definitely wouldn't have hurt. Over, under, Sam Bradford starts two games. Ooh, under. One pick, and that crowd is there chanting Rosen. I say over. The, the very interesting thing – sorry, re-dungeon, or just over. I'd say over. I don't know how ready Rosen will be early on. That's the thing. Very interesting about this draft is all the hype is around the quarterbacks, and not a single one of these quarterbacks taken in the first round will start. So I just find that intriguing. It's like these quarter these teams have quarterback needs, but all these teams have a guy that potentially the quarterbacks could learn under for a little bit, but I, I give it half a season for most of them. Having them wait works as it did show with Jared Goff, like I just said. Yeah, but I don't think these teams are going to be able to wait. It's going to be a few games in. They're going to be losing. Bring in the young gun. Start the, Car- the Cardinals can definitely wait. I also, uh, Just to close out the segment, I also just wanted to mention all of the UCF guys that got drafted. Oh, yeah, charge on. That was cool. I I really like all the teams that draft these guys. I think they are they got selected into really good fits for the players that they are. I think Mike Hughes is going to excel in Minnesota, as well as Traquan in New Orleans. Going to play with Drew Brees. That'll be exciting. Uh, Jordan Nakins going to play some tight end in Houston, uh, in Houston for the Texans. And last but not least, uh, Shaquem Griffin. Shaquem. Is, there a be- is there a better fit in the draft than going to the Seahawks for him? Um, With his brother. What a story. Yeah, Trey Wingo's actually said after the draft, we'll rem- in 10 to 15 years, we'll- we will remember this as a Shaquem Griffin draft. And I think he was spot on with that. Um, I remember they put the camera on Pete Carroll right before Shaquem's 40 time at the Combine. And, you know, he ran his 4-3-8, everyone's going nuts, and he looks over, and he's got his stopwatch, and he looks down, and he is shocked, and he is so excited. Mm-hmm. And from right then, I feel like the Seahawks were going to take him at some point in this draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was really cool, too, to see Shaquem. It was it was a difficult two days for him attending the draft on Friday, on Thursday and Friday. Um, and I'm sure it wasn't easy to just sit there and uh, not get picked and then to then watch it from home on Saturday and – get to be picked i mean his they asked him about it like what was it like sitting there he said i was it was just a great experience and i love the food like something like that like just i mean that just is a testament I to who he is was good though oh yeah 
Um, but yeah, so that was just awesome. Just to piggyback off what you said, Joe, I'll quote Coach Frost when he said about time on Twitter. Uh, I thought it was a bit ridiculous he didn't go to the fifth round, but nonetheless, doesn't matter where you're picked. Just go out there, grind, and try and get better and uh, find a spot on the team. Uh, we're going to move on to talk NBA playoffs, talk second round that's beginning. And uh, Chewbacca has a word from our sponsors. Chewbacca, that's actually an illegal company. Okay, thank you. Moving on. Okay, guys, well, I've grown a beard. I feel like I'm 100 years old. Round one is finally over. It's ridiculous, the seven games. Got to go back to five. Anyway, it's over. Finished out today. We record on a Sunday. Disclaimer, as you guys remember. And uh, the final game of round one finished today with the Cavs beating the Pacers to move on to play Toronto in the second round. So, guys, I ask you, as we are continuing to move through this, what round two series intrigues you most? I'll give it. Oh, to, and have your finals predictions changed? I'll give it to the Cavs Raptors because you know you got number one seed Raptors team who solid team uh, had a great regular season, but you also got LeBron James in the playoffs, so I think it's going to be a huge clash. LeBron's going to be defending his seven finals appearances in a row. Is not going to want to stop in the second round. So I'm going to give it to uh, Cavs Raptors. I think that'll be a good one. And man, what was my finals prediction? I don't even think I remember. I think I said Golden State. Did I say Cavs? Didn't we all? I may have said Cavs or Sixers, but as of now, I think it's it in my head, it's going to be Golden State Sixers. So if that was different than my other opinion, I don't even remember. It shows you how confident I was in the other one. I'll be kind of depressed if it's Golden State Cavs finals. I really don't think it will be. I think Cavs lose to the Raptors uh, this uh, in the second round. But it's like in the beginning of the season, everyone said Cavs. Yeah, Cavs Warriors finals. Warriors win. If that happens, it's like why the heck did we even play this season? That's how I would well. Feel. I feel this last year was like that because last year every year neither, is like that now. Every, Cavs only lost one game up until the finals, and the Warriors lost zero games up until the finals. So everything was kind of predetermined and you could tell what was going to happen this year it's been a little more up in the air you know Cavs went to game seven if they could make it to the finals I think that's a pretty cool story yeah most intriguing matchup for me I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Warriors and Pelicans Warriors beat the Pelicans last night was that and but Steph Curry is still out Draymond Green with a triple double the Warriors I believe the stat is they are 27 and 0 when Draymond Green records a triple double so I think this series has, with Steph Curry out, what's up with that, man? Come I, on. I hate watching the Warriors. Really? I hate watching, the Warriors are fun to watch, the Cavs are not. You gotta, you, I, the reason the Warriors, I hate the Warriors, because they're just too good, but the reason they're fun to watch is because you get to watch greatness on the court, and it's a rare sight to see that level of talent on the court together. But without Steph Curry, I think this series is going to fall a lot on Draymond Green, kind of being that, I call him, uh, I heard this from, actually from the Lebetard show. They call him the glue guy. And Draymond Green is that glue guy, kind of bring, st- keeping that team together. And he's going to be the it factor in these games. Um, and so it, it, it'd be interesting if the Pelicans can make this series a good one, unlike the Spurs did. I guess that's what's most, I think the Warriors are going to win. So, I don't know. What do you think, Luke? Bit of a, bit of a bold... Uh... Declaration. I think none of these series will go less than five games. Um. Yeah. Um. Even Houston Jazz too. 
Yeah, I was going to mention the Jazz specifically um, when they dismantled the Thunder in the last series. Um, I know it went six games, but it didn't really ever feel close. I would like the Orlando Magic to uh, take a good hard look at the, what the Utah Jazz have done. They play some really good team basketball, and they took down the you know the mighty you know the big three in Oklahoma City, and that just shows you know Donovan Mitchell has played so well these playoffs, rookie of the year. That just shows you know we the Magic are one you know kind of spark plug superstar kind of guy away. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be a superstar. Yeah. Just just a guy that can come in and kind of energize the organization, play good team, team basketball. basketball. Yes. Yeah, I mean, what they should try and do is, like, draft a guy kind of like like a Victor Oladipo. Do you agree? Yeah, I'd, be re- <laughs> I'd love to see a, an Oladipo on the Magic. I think the Magic could really take advantage of that. <laughs> yes, um, I completely agree. Um, my series to watch, I said the Sixers and Heat would go seven, was clearly wrong. Um but I'm going to stick with the Sixers again, even though I think they're going to be in the finals. Sixers-Celtics is going to be a heck of a series. I think it goes seven games. Celtics are um, they're playing well. They play well at home, obviously. They're coached really well, Brad Stevens. But, yeah, I, I think the Sixers... Uh, I was just going to say, I think, I think yeah, I think the Sixers actually match up real well with the Celtics. And Celtics, I mean, they've been throughout the season dealing with a lot of injuries and continuing dealing with injuries in the playoffs. Sixers are getting healthier and healthier. Hottest team in the league. I really like the Sixers in that series. Yeah, I was just going to mention, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Ben Simmons is not playing like a rookie. He is playing like a guy that can that can accept the torch, I'm going to say, from LeBron when LeBron calls it quits. Um, I think he's a guy that can carry this league. He is so dynamic. Once he develops you know, an outside game, I think he's going to be really, really good for a long time. Yep, that's the big thing that's missing is the three ball. Um, I actually got an interesting conversation about that with uh, one of my friends recently is I think that your best player on the team that your, your guy to go to has to be able to shoot the three ball when needed. doesn't have to be a three point shooter, but is able and has the capability of taking those shots. Ben Simmons isn't there yet, but he's getting so good. And it is, I can't wait to just watch him grow up in the league, but yeah. Okay. I like that guys. Uh, continuing on with NBA playoffs next week. As I think the second round of the playoffs takes two and a half years, I believe. Maybe under, depending on if the series don't go seven games. If it's a leap year. Yes, correct. Um, Okay. Well, that's it for sports content. What even is a leap year? No clue. Something when the sun leaps over the moon and St. Patrick's Day. So yeah, that's it for sports content. We're going to go into a uh, new segment called uh, White Lightning. That's not what it's called, actually. (laughs) That's not all what it's called. um, But before we get into that, a final word from our sponsors. This next segment is brought to you by National Pet Parent Day. Oh, look, your dad's a freaking German shepherd. National Pet Parent Day. Is today Pet Parent Day? Yes, that is. How how have you been celebrating? I um, renounced myself from my parents, and I went to the local shelter and asked them to adopt me. Nice. I actually ran my mom over with the car today. My mom's a squirrel. So, yep. National Pet Parent Day. This next segment is called Ice Cold Takes. I thought we said it was going to be called Exposed. Hashtag Exposed. Okay, that's good. (laughs) Basically, what we're doing is we're ripping ourselves. You know, we spend a lot of time on the show ripping other people, whether it's you listeners, whether it's professional athletes, uh, or if it's each other. But now we're ripping our own selves. Joe Nugent is ripping Joe Nugent. Luke Ebbsmeyer is ripping Luke Ebbsmeyer. Jimmy Nugent is ripping Joe Nugent. 
as usual. Can we and, also rip each other? On the and Chewbacca side? is going to rip Chewbacca. Can we also rip each other? Uh, is that allowed or is it only allowed to rip ourselves? You can rip whoever, whatever you want. I could rip one right now. Rip one. Yeah, you've done it. Oh, I, I can smell it. Okay. Who wants to begin? This is a, we can be vulnerable here, guys. This is going to be tough, but I'll we, start. I'll start. This, but you guys, you guys know we're not professional sports people. We're having fun doing a podcast. So we're going to get things I think wrong. People seem to forget that. And you know what? We, didn't, we don't get everything wrong. And I'm going to say one thing that I nailed when I'm done with ripping myself. I nailed something. I called something. I got it right. But I, I think I know what you're going to talk about. I think a lot of people nailed it as well. Like what? Were you going to say Braxton Berrios going to the Patriots? Yeah, we called it. Okay. People yeah. were saying that just because they're being a little racist, honestly. Yeah. But I, he just fit the system well. I did not, I did not say that because he was white and small and You're telling me if he was not white, you would have said Braxton Berrios yeah. to the Patriots. Oh, yeah. These are, these, the comparisons are ridiculous. I mean, a, a white defensive lineman, yeah, J.J. Watt, nice. It's like, no, their, their style's completely different. I hate that. All right, let's get back to exposing ourselves. I'm going to start Exposed. off. Exposed. I'm going to start off because mine was one of the earlier ones for us. Um, I called Tiger Woods winning the Masters. Chewy. Chewy. No, no, no. That is pretty funny, Chewy. I know. Chewy has not had any cold takes. Chewy's been completely right about everything he, he has predicted and guessed. Yeah, mine was about Tiger Woods winning the Masters. Um, and I didn't stop there. No, you didn't. I said Tiger would win two majors. Hey, now we still have three left. Three I still left. got three I mean, left. It would be impressive. It could My still God. happen. You know, and I'm gonna hold on to that. But wait, wait, wait. So you're still going with this? Uh, no, no. I'll say uh, one because Masters was one of my guess. Masters, one of my guesses. I thought he would win, but didn't you say you made a bet with one of our Twitter followers, David Clapp? That yeah, David you Clapp. Would, you would owe him a steak if he didn't. I owe him a steak dinner if he doesn't know top three. All I all he has to get is one top three finish. I okay. I still U.S. Feel Open, confident. he'll finish top three, so I, you're good there. I still feel comfortable about that. But yeah, no, I, I I said he would win the Masters and another one. That's pretty bad on my part. Makes me seem kind of like an idiot and uh, like a homer. So that's definitely my cold take. I'm probably gonna think of more as we go on. But what's yours, Luke? Mm. Um, Jimmy, you've been exposed. Mine aren't, mine aren't too severe, I guess you'd say, but I, I tried to get cute and say the, I thought the Cavs made some nice trades and I thought they would regain the one seed going into the playoffs. And they just don't. They just they just didn't end up doing that. They just don't have the stuff. Yeah, and uh, they barely squeaked by the first round as a four seed. So that was cool. Uh, what was my other one? Cool, cool. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so the Heat and the Sixers were going to go to seven games, which clearly did not happen as well. So those are my uh, freezing cold takes. Joe, you got a lot of you got a lot of them. Yeah, thank you, Chewbacca. Thank you. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you for that, Luke. Joe, you have a lot, and I'm going to start off with one of yours. Luke Ebsmeyer, you've been exposed. Joe, I'm going to start off with one of yours. Man, it, goes it is to- freezing in here with those cold takes by you guys. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah, yeah. let's move sweating. on here. Yes, yeah, let us so move on. We're gonna close this show out. Nope, we're gonna do go with you, Joe. I, it goes in line with one of Luke's that he just said. You told us this was a good one that the Pacers are going to sweep the Cleveland Cavaliers. I stick by it. Still think the Pacers sweep Cavs. Well, okay, I'll stand by on that one. Though. But here's the thing: Pacers are they're the they're the better team, top to bottom. But. Le- Oh, I almost said, we but just LeBron watched, James had the Cleveland Cavaliers. We just watched the But lose. the Cleveland Cavaliers have the greatest of all time, LeBron James. And 
when it's one man against you a know, team, we're we're getting away that from one the, man's LeBron. He can do it. We're getting away from the point that you had a freezing cold take. But it did. I, well, okay. I said they might. I said they could sweep him, but my real like might. I said you they will down on win. It. No, no. I said they. The but the, there's no doubt the Pacers will beat the Cavs. You doubled down on it. You said no. I didn't. I said you said last week as well that I still think the Pacers are going to beat the Cavs. Exactly. But the sweep thing that was just like a, I said it, and then I was like, eh, it might not happen. Are you willing to come out and say that the Raptors will play the Cavs now? The Toronto Raptors will beat the Cleveland Cavaliers five games. The series is going to go five games. Toronto wins. I don't know if I'm going to agree with that. 3-2. All right. What was your other ones, Joe? Um, Oh, yes. I said, what did I say? I got one that was bad for us. Last week we debated between the, the Cleveland Browns taking either Sam Darnold or Saquon Barkley for the first pick. They took neither of those. They took Baker Mayfield. So well, that's, obviously shows that's the Browns that for thing. you. No, it shows you how much they know, honestly. But um, Joe, do we need to dig up the uh, the old U.S. women's hockey? That was cold the, take. Oh, uh, yeah. That you was admitted cold, to it, yeah. but that was a bad one. Yep, said they would lose to yeah. Canada. Ended up winning gold. Glorious moment for our country. That was yeah. an early one. That was the first one. Yeah. What was my other one? I had another big one I was just thinking about. Oh, yeah, here, here it is. Um, The Jacksonville Jaguars, I was trying to walk you guys through what they might do in the draft this year. And I mentioned multiple names for who they could pick in the first round, including the name of uh, Orlando Brown. Is that his name? Yeah. Isn't that also the, isn't Orlando Brown the name of a rapper, a former rapper? No, you're thinking, I think you're thinking of Orlando Brown Orlando. that was, he was on, on Disney Channel. But that's, he also so did Raven. a rap career. That's so Raven. He did a rap career. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but no one no one thinks Orlando Brown and thinks, oh, I loved his rap career. No, he's the, I love him, Eddie, on That's So Raven. No, I think it was rap career. I don't th- Do you name me one of Orlando Brown's rap songs? Into the Future. <laughs> is, I'm not going to look it up. You I just... swear, featuring Wale. Yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I said <laughs> that, and or turns out that Orlando Brown's... Um, terrible atrocious horrible combine played more of a role than i thought it would and he dropped all the way to the third round so i said a first round pick that ended up being i I said someone that was drafted in the third round could have been a first round pick and how wrong was i that's pretty bad but yeah well that's what happens when you bench five reps of 225 i can't believe it i I still think he could be good but i i I don't know. Even his film. I've, I actually watched and his film yesterday his a little bit. Was was terrible. Terrible. His I don't really know awful. what the hype was. Just maybe potential. I think I think uh, Eddie from That's So Raven probably could have had a better Combine than this Orlando Brown. Well, he came out with that second album called Combine where he talked about that. That that was one yeah. of his like original things was he wanted to be a football player. It's realize, a really good story. I didn't realize you were such an Orlando Brown fan. Yeah, he's a good guy. Really good story with him. Is that um, a tattoo I see? That's Orlando Brown? Uh, if only if I was naked, you could see that tattoo. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, he has a lot. Um, he's like face tattoos. Yeah. What if he had a face tattoo of Orlando Brown? Orlando Brown does not have face tattoos. I want to look that up. Okay. Well, guys, what 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 was I? I have been what? Exposed. Yes, I have, but not as much as you guys have, as usual. Um, that's our that's our cold take segment, and keep us accountable. If we if we're screwing up and we really mess something up, let us know, and I'll let you guys know if you're screwing up. I mean, we're all going to keep each other accountable there. But, yeah, that's that's our show. You know, no guests, no call-ins. Like I said, you should have left before the intro music played because you had to deal with that for 45 minutes. But Orlando Brown has multiple neck tattoos, but no no face tattoo. Right. So I, I, I told I, you. I could see a neck tattoo right now if you had a neck tattoo of Orlando Brown. 
Yeah. Well, unfortunately, he is, uh, he's gone from this world. So Nope. Still alive. Okay. I just like the fact that we keep people on their toes every Sunday night. They have no clue. They... There's potential that we could call someone and they know it. They're scared. Right now, yeah, right now people, they're it's getting to the time of night. They're like, oh boy, I'm going to keep my phone close by because I could get uh, locked up. I could be done. I could I could be drilled with sports trivia. You never know. And this week, you guys are okay. Should we just call one person right now? And, and do what? Just one, lock one person up. End it. Tell them to end the episode. Just say, <laughs> we're, we're going to call them and say, hey, can you close out our episode for us? Let's just do that. Who should we call? Michael Larson? Michael Larson. Okay, yeah. I like that play. I'm on board with that. Luke, you got it? Let's get him on the line. Got his number? Basically, we're just going to ask him to close out the show and see if he locks up. What's up? Michael Larson, you're on a cup of Joe and Jimmy. We're going to need you to go ahead and close out the show for us. Huh? We're going to need you to go ahead and close out the show for us. Close out the show? With what? 